Hey everyone, it is Brooks, uh, everyone's favorite Ikmer playing character, obviously. Happy first day of Gen Con. We are incredibly happy to say that all of us are here and can't wait to meet so many new people. If you are listening to this on Thursday and at Gen Con, you had better be at Kilroy's 8 p.m. Friday. We will be there. We can't wait to really, really have fun with everybody there. But without further ado, episode 51, Gas and the Furious. liquor and things that go boo then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 51 and we've officially passed 50 so I think we're on, uh, it's a hard ticket to 100, baby. That's it's what they say. Hard ticket, ticket to 100. And to the three fans that understand that reference, I'm sorry. Watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii if you haven't. That movie's bomb. So, speaking of bomb, Steve, what you drinking, dude? This was a very appropriate beer for this. It's uh, a beer from Five Rabbits Brewing for in uh, C- Scenic. Bedford Park, Illinois. It's a uh, Pilatus. Uh, I think it's Pilatas. I don't know. I apologize to our Spanish-speaking listeners here, uh, but this is an ale with prickly pear, fruit, and blackberries. It's a tuna y zarzamora. Tuna and zarzar is what I heard in Spanish. There's tuna in it? I don't think so. Um, that might be a translation thing. <laughs> oh, it doesn't does it translate. <laughs> or is well, it, it translates to, uh, to ale with prickly pear fruit and blackberries? Or is it tuna e. English first? <laughs> I don't, guys. I don't know. Speaking of tuna e, Brooks, what are you drinking, bud? This one's just a screwdriver out of a sippy cup. Classy. I mean, what's more classy? I'll tell you drinking. what's more classy. Haley, what you drinking? I am drinking uh, the Pina Colada Cider from Cider Boys. From Cider Boys. How is it? It's good. I've had it before. I like it. But speaking of things that we haven't had before, Emily, you got a Patreon beverage that I don't know if you've had before. I definitely have not. Our patrons were so nice to me because Grandma's ashtray was on the pole. Yeah, what the fuck, patrons? I'm disappointed. What the hell? Yeah, She's supposed to drink sad. the Grandma's ashtray. Thank you all so, so much. Because it's not, you're nice. It's not like we all said that we were going to. We chanted Grandma's ashtray, and oh God, you guys just let us down on this we, one. We also know. all agreed that next person to roll a one is going to get the drink. Well, Yeah, but none of us pay for it. Guess That's not. <laughs> With not our livers, our yes, we do. Yeah, we do. We pay for it in years of our lives, but that's besides the point. What I'm actually drinking is grog. So it's dark rum, lemon, water, and a little bit of sugar. Okay. How is it? 
It's not my favorite drink, but compared to what I can imagine grandma's ashtray to be, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) So you can almost say it's not that bad. Yeah, but I was trying to go with something different. Well, I mean, that's practically your catchphrase at this point. That's what she says about you all the time. Yeah, he's not that bad. (laughs) I believe that was in our wedding vows somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, that's coming up, isn't it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The anniversary part, at least. Ah, today's oh. anniversary. Oh God! Uh, and I myself, that bad. I am drinking a raspberry white claw, and uh, you know, one of my more favorite flavors. I prefer the mango, but they weren't selling six packs of mango, so here I am. But what is around that can? Oh, we got something real cool in the mail today, and it's not just the Pathfinder Second Edition books which we also got. It is our Hideous Laughter Podcast branded koozies. <laughs> got, uh, got like 120 of them. They're pretty 250. dope. 250. J- Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I think that's the minimum order. Oh, God. You told me like 125 last it time. Might, maybe it is 125 then. I, I don't know. There's a, the box a is big. big. Yeah. All, right. All right. Here's the deal, though, guys. I usually keep the schedule for the podcast. This episode is going to drop on the 1st of August, the first day of Gen Con. So if you're listening to this the morning of Gen Con, and you're going to see us at Gen Con, because you should, if you're going and you're listening, you can get one of these. Yeah, come get it. We're just going to give them to you. Come hang out at Kilroy's tomorrow night if you're listening the morning of, and anybody else ever listening, this is outdated. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening on Friday, you you didn't miss it yet. Not yet. But if you listen to it on Saturday... You fucking blew it, you dingus. You missed it. Could add a koozie. All right. Well, why don't we uh, do another roll? Everybody but Emily this time. What's the point? <laughs> All right. Guess who's definitely not drinking this week? What'd you get, an Addy 20? Yeah. Nice. I got a three. I got a nine. I also got a nine. All right. So you guys have to roll off, right? No. Not if we're, <laughs> not, if we're not in last place. <laughs> We tied for second to last. All right. So I just get to make up my own drink and whatever it is. Well, you didn't roll a one, so Grandma's Ashtray doesn't technically have to be back on the board. And this drink was a listener-suggested drink as well that actually won. Your own votes don't count. I didn't vote. I sense fuckery afoot. Weird. There's more votes for Grog than we have patrons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mad dash to vote for anything but the grandma's ashtray. Uh, so let's get into it, guys. Because you just left, well, we left off at the very tail end of the second day of the trial of the beast. And the beast gets carted away. The crowd is in a froth, and they're, they don't seem like they're leaving anytime soon. Uh, they seem enraged. They're throwing stuff at the beast in his cage. The clerks and stuff are fearing for their own safety. They kind of cart out the back, and um, you see Justice Embrith Deramid. 
uh, kind of wave her hand towards Barrister Koppel, and he walks up to the justice stand. Uh, they exchange a few words, and he comes back to you guys. We're going to have to leave from the back, but Justice Embereth wants to speak to you in my chambers. Oh, we'll head right there. Try, try to stay, stay, stay away from the crowd. They don't seem happy, happy with you. I think we'd all follow. Okay, so you can, um, you can take kind of the back way into Barrister Koppel's chambers, and Embereth is there waiting for you. He kind of follows you in as well, and she would greet you. Hello, my friends. How are you feeling after? Today. Hello, milady. Don't I'm call me that, Ikmer. Delighted. <laughs> You'll have to excuse the boy. He has been studying the blade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there was a if there was a fourth wall in this room, I feel like um it would be rubble at this point. Oh, he he uses the whetstone on his blade every morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I mean, I think, I think sharpening my blade is quite the study. So, interesting trial, huh? Yeah, they, um, they don't seem. The crowd doesn't seem to enjoy you uh, defending the monster there. Um, but I will tell you this: even, even from what you've seen. And it seems like the town is against you. Just know that what you've shared today and yesterday has had an impact on the judges. The justices and I have spoken, and and while I'm very swayed by what you have to say, and even, even the others are coming around, so don't feel like you're not making any progress, even if... Uh, it seems like the whole room is against you. That's okay. I get that a lot. I'm so glad to hear that you all are keeping an open mind. It seems like the town just wants to watch someone burn. I- I'm glad that you're able to look at the facts. Well, uh, a deep-seated hatred of a legend, it has deep roots. And it's hard to dig those up, even with evidence that you've presented. But you're not trying to sway the crowd, you're trying to sway us. And you've presented evidence by the book, and what you've said makes sense. I want you to keep doing what you're doing, because those of us with logical minds can see where you're coming from, and can see where your arguments arguments are going. If we are able to sway the judges... Will you be able to keep the beast safe from the wrath of the town? Well, we won't have much a choice but to set him free, and I don't think any of the townsfolk really stand a chance against um, the beast of Leopardstadt if he's not chained up. You'd have to be pretty brave to to attack him then. Maybe not any one particular town member, but uh, a crowd could achieve... Things that one man cannot hope to achieve himself. Now, we do have ways of sneaking him out of town. He should be safe. 
But that's a good point, Matumbe, and what I wanted to bring you in here to discuss. You see, the, the crowd has gotten even more unruly. And even before the trial today, there was talk of taking justice into their own hands. I'm worried that a mob might form tonight, and if it does, I don't know that our guards are going to be enough to keep them out of the courthouse. If you four would do me the favor of being back at the courthouse, spending the night here, just as a precaution, I worry about what the smaller-minded folk of this town are willing to do to see their kind of justice. So then how are we supposed to further investigate? You can investigate, sure. And, uh, Igmar, you know it's like, it's only like one o'clock right now. So you have most of the afternoon and evening. She's just asking that you come back here at night. I mean, from Herdstad, I think we got back at like... A really late hour. Yeah, but you also left separately, and you left, uh, like, you guys had, like, a three-hour gap between yeah, I folks were getting there, etc. So, um, and Barrister Koppel would chime up, or chime in at this point. Um, you, you, you know, you know, um, Carbile is is only two miles outside of town. It shouldn't be a long trip. It's w- w- one one building. Well, maybe we should get going anyways. You never know what we might find. Are there people that survived the fire, right? That's what it was? W- w- what one man, his na- name was Carl. C- C- Carl was b- bl- blinded by the f- fire. He m- m- might not have seen much, but he he's our only... W- witness he says he saw a beast-like figure light the fire before it flashed and and seared his corneas good lead this man is in town yes yes he lives in a a, 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 a apartment above one of the shops in the surgeon's flats. We had some business of our own in the surgeon's flats this morning. We should know the area fairly well if you give us directions. And he would. He would would tell you uh, the exact shop it's over, etc. And again, he's, he's kind of your eyewitness, for lack of a better term. Nice. (laughs) Well, if I didn't know any better, I I've never seen a fire blind somebody. That seems just I don't know. It's just supernatural or something. There's no way that just a fire alone can blind somebody, right? You can make a knowledge nature. Hmm. Good thinking. Twenty-three. Uh, with the 23, you would think that somebody who was trapped in a fire and trying to escape it and trapped in it for a, a bit, it could potentially, you know, just like it could sear flesh, it could sear the eyes. Uh, so 
he likely has burn marks on his face and stuff as well. But does that run a little counter to the flash he described? You'll have to talk to him. Okay, okay. I think maybe over time it's certainly possible, especially if someone is trapped and can't look away. Um, but I'm not sure that that's exactly what's happened here. We should talk to this man. Certainly. He was, I mean, sounds like he was just blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Nice. A lot of singing this episode. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're feeling singy. Swingy and singy. Uh, so, other information that you know. Um, again, you know where the sanctuary is. It's right on the Lesser Mortreau River. It's not actually an island. It's more of an isthmus. So, it's connected to land the whole way. Um you know that Dr. Brada perished in the fire and Dr. Saloom was, well, was missing. They assume the beast likely took a victim into the swamps as uh, kind of the other accounts of the beast have kind of reiterated that he, he took victims into the swamps. And where is the chemical works building or the it's um just off center of town uh maybe in one of the like seedier districts just because it's like a you know a plant so they need a little bit more land to have a chemic works but it would be close enough we could still investigate it yep likely okay yep before we leave do we want to ask the beast any questions Maybe important to talk to him before the trial, but until we know more about this place, I, I, I don't know what he can add. Okay, that's fine. I mean, you guys ask all the questions anyway, so I was just making sure. I just do the detective work around here. <laughs> okay, so what's the plan? Are you going to talk to Carl? you going straight to the sanctuary? Uh, you go into Vorkstag and Grinds. Do you think we should talk to Carl first and maybe he might be able to tell us some of what we would expect? Probably at least like good locations to look for things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was helpful in Herkstag to get information before we went. So I agree. Sure. So you guys find uh, Carl or the house of Carl. You kind of... Um, walk up the steps to the apartment and knock on the door. And a very pale, um, somewhat hunched man with kind of wispy shoulder-length hair and a rather unruly beard answers the door. You can see that uh, the beard is very patchy in spots where his skin is scarred over um, in what appear to be uh, serious burn marks. Um, he looks at you and almost looks past you. You see that his eyes are um, entirely white, as if he had really bad cataracts, but you know the nature of his uh, affliction. Yes? Who's there? Hello, Carl. My name is Lyra, 
and I'm here with my friends. We're investigating the burning of Carlisle. Oh, of Carlisle. Yes. I was there. Please, please, come in, come in. Um, it's been so long since I've had uh, visitors. I'm... I, I have I have a few bottles of wine. Um, I was just preparing a, a cheese tray for for myself. If if you want to sit down, I'd I'd love to share it with you. We can we can chat. I'd love to have the cheese tray. Thank you. That's very kind of you. We haven't had lunch, so that would be great. Oh, yes, you. I insist. Come in. Come in. And he would usher you inside. And it appears he has a pretty deft um, maneuverability for somebody that is blind. Uh, He must know where all of the furniture in his home is because he's able to kind of weave between the chairs and that kind of thing. Uh, He would grab the bottles of wine and the cheese, set it down kind of on like his coffee table where he has more chairs situated so that everybody can sit comfortably. He'd pop the cork and offer each of you a glass. Please, um, have some. I, it's, I, I wouldn't drink two bottles by myself anyway. <laughs> can I do a sense motive on that? Sure. Setting up for lunch with two bottles of wine? Nat 20, baby. Nat 20? (laughs) Nat 20, baby. Yeah, you don't get any um, sinister intent. In fact, when you look at the bottles, you can see that uh, they appear to be an older vintage, as if maybe he was saving them for an occasion that never came. (laughs) He doesn't have friends. Dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Lyra would uh, take a glass Thank you so much for your hospitality. Not everyone we've talked to in this trial has been so welcoming. Oh, well, when you have issues that that keep you out of public for a time, you learn to appreciate anybody that comes and wants to spend time with you. Yes, it's always good to have friends and family around. A luxury, unfortunately, I don't have in Lepidstad. Well, it's hard to find work after the accident. Where, where are all your other friends? Well, one of my good friends was Dr. Brada, but he was sadly killed. I, I assume that's why you're here talking to me. We would like to hear your side of the story, and we're happy to offer some pleasant conversation. We can't stay for too long, but we can try to help. Yeah, what was uh, Dr. Brada's specialty, by the way? Well, he was trying to cure um, the infirm uh, folks that, well, wouldn't have been accepted in normal society. Um, those with deformities and mental illnesses, he he tried his best to um, reform them and, and bring them back to society. Is that what you worked on as well? Yes, when 
when we worked together, I, yes, we, I, I aided him. I was his assistant. So, so you weren't a patient there? No, I was his assistant, um, but I did help with the patients. Carl, this research and, and scientific discovery you were doing, was this through alchemical means, uh, magical, supernatural? No, it was, um, it was merely therapy. Hmm. More mundane, but no less effective, I imagine. Yes, it is difficult to use magics to heal the mind. You need to be relatively powerful, and mm. um, Dr. Brada was no such man. He was not, uh, you know, a, a skilled mage. You was not devout of any religion, I assume, then? No, no. That sounds like a great cause. Was there anyone that opposed your work? No, but our, our work did take a different direction when, um... Dr. Uh, Salome joined us. Now, she was brilliant, don't get me wrong, um, but a little less conventional than Dr. Brada. Could you elaborate on that a little? They had some disagreements about philosophies. Um, she believed the... Um, the alchemical route could potentially uh, do more healing than than his methods. Did those arguments ever get very heated? No, no. I I think they had an agreement um, that you know when if Doctor Brada's methods failed, Doctor Salome could step in and and was able to. Um, Take it from there, as it were. Dr. Saloom went missing, right? After... She did, she did. Uh, we... We worked with her for about uh, a, a few months, six months maybe, to a year. Um, and and then, obviously, uh, when, the, when the beast came and attacked and burnt down Sanctuary, um, it was assumed that, well... He took her. Uh, I, I, I escaped with you know these injuries, but with my life, Doctor Brada was not so lucky. He was caught up in the immediate locus of the fire. How was it that you were able to survive? Well, I wasn't as as close to the beast when it started. I think um, I had some room to escape. Were you able to get a very good look at who started the fire? That was actually the last thing I saw. It was um, a large, shambling figure that tossed down uh, a torch, maybe? Uh, a vial? Something uh, that uh, that seemed to just erupt into flame, and, and it took the, well, it, it took to the wood quickly, and the fire spread faster than I'd ever seen. Most of the patients were caught up in it as well. Um, I actually don't think we were able to 
get any of them out. I was no help when the flash blinded me. Mr. Carl. Mr. Carl, you describe a flash. Was this some sort of explosion? It might have been. I I don't know if um, it was a big flash or maybe uh, something flaming hit me in the face. I'm not sure. I guess what I'm getting at is one moment you could see and the next you couldn't. It wasn't over time or over several minutes, was it? I was blinded very quickly. Hmm. A man blinded by the light. Could could it potentially be some sort of magical or alchemical reason? You say it was just a torch that the beast lit up, but it sounded like the rest of Carbile went up very quickly. Yes, I... It very well could have been. I, And he kind of takes a swig of his wine. I apologize. I I didn't get a good enough look at it to say yes or no. I, And I'm not so well versed in magics or alchemy that I could have in, seen it and identified it right on the spot. But it's not outside of the realm of possibility that what I saw wasn't a torch. I have a question about Dr. Saloom. Where where did she work beforehand? Because she was just new to the process and seems like quite a suspect if she came in recently and then went missing quickly after that. Well... I had heard that she had credentials from uh, the university in town uh, for a short time, but that's all I really knew about her past. Maybe there's somebody there that knows a little bit more. Hmm. Good idea, Ekma. Good idea. But, I mean, obviously we should go check out the other place, too. Was there an investigation done of the sanctuary? As far as I know, uh, just enough to recognize that uh, the bodies were were lost, the charred remains um, gone, the whole building ashes. And if we were to go to this sanctuary, say today, where where could we find the epicenter of the fire? Well, I believe it was roughly the center of the building. Hmm. Any particular ward, or is it all one Oh, it wasn't. (laughs) You must not know the Carvile Sanctuary, and that's okay. Oh, no. It wasn't a huge operation by any means. Um, You know, roughly roughly the size of a large house. Just enough room to house... Ten or so patients. No laundry? No kitchen? Oh, we certainly had that, but what I'm saying is that it, it wasn't it didn't have wards. It, you know, I see. It was one building. Matume, I think once we get there, we sh- you and I should probably check out, I don't know, 
maybe use our engineering skills to understand where the best place to start a fire that would collapse the entire building would have been. Hmm. It's very astute eclipse. I have, in my travels, come across some tomes on engineering. I think I could lend my expertise. It's a good idea. It all sounds pretty fishy that there's absolutely nothing left, though. Like, there wasn't any effort to put it out or anything like that. I feel like, well, unfortunately, this might be just, well, really hard to get anything from, from from what I can tell. Well, Ick, I know you say that now, but I think, again, if Matumbi and I put our heads together, and maybe even Lyra, we can check it out and see if potentially this was a planned magical attack at the epicenter of the area because if it was magical fire that explained the big blast and we could actually see that and if it was right in the center this seems premeditated additionally when we when we went to to Marast and and Hookstag we didn't know much about these places we just heard the beast committed crimes there when we investigated both these places entire plots unfolded I, I believe the same might happen here. Well, we still need to do do what's right and investigate it to the best of our abilities. And you guys have to temper your um, reliance on descriptions from somebody who went blind before the building was destroyed. He's literally like reiterating what he's heard. Yeah. I also, oh, I, I, I think we should make moves, like finish our glasses of wine. <laughs> I never touched mine. Cannon. Igmar was just eating cheese the whole time. <laughs> Probably off the block. Igmar's <laughs> shitty and full of cheese. <laughs> well, Eclipse would down her glass of wine. Lyra would politely be drinking throughout the whole time. Yeah, I'm I'm down to go. Let's okay. rock. So you guys want to you guys want to head to the Carbile Sanctuary? Is that where yes. we're going next? Yep. yep. Okay. You know that it is two miles outside of town. If you follow the Lesser Mortro River, you'll hit it. It's not a difficult journey. It's not rough terrain. If you're going to get your horses, it's roughly a 15 minute ride. Otherwise, what, a half hour? Yeah. I mean, it'd be like a it's, half hour I was gonna for say, you to walk. It's yeah. two miles. Yeah. But, all right. We'll, we'll take the fast. It doesn't matter. We're yeah. going to take yeah, the we're fastest route. Here. I just, yeah. I'm shocked. So let's go get our horses, get on the road. Okay. So you make it there. It's early afternoon. You see before you the sad remains of a broken building. Then they lie on a spur of land jutting into the river. The burnt timbers of a large house sag into the undergrowth of nettles and thistles. Nature is taking back this charred ruin, as if trying to erase dark memories. Nearby, a small cluster of gravestones juts from the weeds. Um, really quick, guys. I think this is going to become important. We need, we need to bring back a living body to the court the, I know Matumbe says all the time a life for a life and there's been a lot of different crimes been going on and this court 
feels like lives for, and they and they need a life for these lives. If we really think that the beast hasn't done any of this, which we've found great evidence for the first two crimes, we we, I don't think that we're gonna be able to get out of here without getting a body back that these people can kill. That is guilty, obviously, but we we we're gonna need to find this, and I'm. I'm already worried looking at this that we're not going to find something here. Unfortunately, I agree. I have faith in our justices, but I'm not sure that I trust them to keep the beast safe even if we find out that he is innocent of every crime and even if we can convince the justices. I, I have seen the rabid look in the eye of the crowd in too many faces in the, in the Charoka and the Mwangi. All they want to see is blood. That crowd is quickly losing its humanity. I think we might not find someone here, but maybe if we follow up on what Matumbe and Ikmer found yesterday, we could find the real villain behind all of this. As long as someone dies, I'm sure the crowd would be pleased. Well, that person has to be guilty and then go through the same, well... A trial as well. It wouldn't be fair to just give up someone else just just because they want to. That's not right. Well, we'll give them a trial on the last day. Tomorrow. We just have to find them. Yes, we have to find them and bring them to the trial and commence the trial immediately. So, with all of that being said, I don't think that we should spend... Any extra time here, because I don't know if we're going to find people. We need to get this evidence and go find someone to act- who's actually guilty. Okay, so you turn around. No, I just said we like I, we need to go and get the evidence and leave. Okay, you made it sound like you were just like, okay, this place is burned down. It's clearly not a story hook. Let's leave. No. Oh, no, oh, no it's, it's, it's extra time. We don't yeah. want to, like, comb through everything, explore around. I, I'm, I'm on the same yeah, page, yeah. Yeah, Gotcha. So... Okay, make a perception check, then, as you approach the charred remains. 19 on the die for a 17... Or a 27. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, I'm high, but not that high. Uh, 22. Same here. Oh, hey. I, I wouldn't call myself high, but... I also rolled. <laughs> I also rolled. <laughs> I'm high, but I'm not that high. Okay, so Eclipse, you're combing through the ash, and you find a small lockbox, a metal lockbox, locked. Matumbe, you gravitate towards the graves as you generally do in towns like this it seems like graves are plentiful and it's odd that there'd be so many graves at a simple sanctuary that shouldn't have housed that many people can I do a very quick uh uh, profession grave digger just to take a quick a quick couple looks at some of the gravestones I want to see if the the death dates seem to align sure. or if it's spread out over a long period of time because a lot of graves could just be people been dying here forever yep go ahead okay 
Well, that's uh, unfortunate. What, a netty one? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to give it to you for your gravedigger check, but your perception was high enough. Cool. You can see that while, and as you kind of walk past the graves, while some of the graves do have dates much, much earlier in the to the tune of like 10 years ago, uh, there's a block of them that all have the same date from about six months ago. And one of them is Dr. Brada. And the other thing you notice with your 22 is that none of these appear to actually be graves. They're the, the same sort of symbolic headstones we've seen. Exactly. Okay. For people that would have died here, do the dates line up with when it would have burned down? Or would that have been prior? Yes. Okay. Interesting. When the party gets back together, I would, you know. So Eclipse finds that lockbox. Matube finds that information um, about the tombstones. And Lyra, you find what appears to be a trap door. Ooh. If I detect magic or attempt to detect magic through the door, can I detect anything? It's a wooden door, so you can detect through it. But you're not seeing any magic on the other side. Okay, I won't touch it until the party gets back together. Okay. What is the approximate quality of the lockbox? It's a it's a very good quality lockbox. It's, um, I mean it's it's somewhat damaged by the fire, but it's still going to be very difficult to like break open. Yeah, even at my best, I can only um, open an average lock. Okay. So I like I won't be able to disable the device, even taking twenty. My best is a twenty-five, and that's average. So you can actually tell that the lock is fused by the heat. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. So we'll shove the lockbox into our bag of holding. Yeah. And let's. I would uh, let you make a strength check if you wanted to attempt to open it. Can I detect magic in the lockbox, or is it lined with anything? You don't detect any magic. Okay. Like, I would tell you if it was lined with shit, Emily. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's lined with lead. Uh, go ahead and detect magic. This beer will give me strength. All right. Anyone want to aid on the strength check? Yes. Sure. I need some leverage. I'll buddy. try. I aid with a natural 18 for 21. I'm one off an aid. I also don't aid. So four of us try to pull a lockbox apart. <laughs> what you get, buddy? We're opening this lockbox. Which <laughs> 20. At 20 goes to 24. Plus 2. Yeah. Well, everyone's aid. Or and that is enough. Possible. <gasps> that is enough at a without the aid, that is enough to yeah. pop the lockbox open. And you find a stack of semi-damaged papers. They appear to even though the lockbox isn't completely destroyed by the fire. These papers appear to have taken a ton of damage from the fire. Okay. What is on these papers and in what language? (laughs) You can make me a linguistics check if you have it. Yeah, I do. I got a plus eight in that. You want me to try to aid? I got a plus four. For sure. Yeah. I do aid. That will be a 22. 
Nice. A 22 is enough. Not enough to read everything here, but enough to see that the names Vorkstag and Grine are written in these documents. And they appear to be Dr. Brada's notes. I, I'm having a blank moment. What What are these names? Is this the chemical facility? Yeah. I thought that was the connection with... Those are the owners of the chemic works. Ah, okay, okay. okay. Thank you. I was like having a moment there. Oh, you're old. Guess we are 51 now. True. Yeah. <laughs> Act your age, not the amount of episodes you've put out. <laughs> All right, Jesus. so moving on. <laughs> we have a connection now to the uh, Kenneck Works. Yeah, but again, the papers are. But a connection. Relatively damaged. That only strengthens the like. Let's let's like check out this trap door and then go go straight to the chemics. Well, do you guys need another strength check? Well, Open the door. Let's get all fours of, of us on top of this thing again. Go ahead, give it a strength check. Igmer taking point again. Might as well. Depending on how well this goes, I might just jump on it. Total on my roll is a 15. 15's enough. Alright. It creaks open, it has some rubble on it, but you're strong enough to lift it even with the rubble on it. Uh, you push it over and you see a dark shaft leading down. He's got dark vision. You have dark vision, you see that the shaft is roughly 15 feet deep. Whoa, guys, this, this shaft looks about 15 feet long, uh, but if we could cast some light, some of our, well... I don't know, less adept uh, people here can uh, can see a little bit better. I'll do this to help everybody else. When he casts light on his book. Okay. You guys have the magical rope if you want to make uh, climbing down this shaft easy. Otherwise, it is a DC 15 climb check down. No fucking way. Rope. <laughs> rope. Rope. Okay. Um... So you use the rope, that moves you 10 feet per round. Yeah. Okay. What's your order? Um, I'd go first. Okay. I mean, I could try and just climb down. So do you want to try and climb while someone else is roping down? Okay. Yeah. If you want to, yeah. I'm going to wait for the rope. Okay. Not one. I fall right down. So you fall down. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. I'm okay with this. I fell right right down. You're small. I round up. You should have... You should have specified that you were... Snake eyes. You take two points of damage. Should have specified that you were... And you are prone as the denizens of this cellar spring to action. Oh, Oh, no. So please place yourselves on the map. Oh, shit. Well, Lyra is upstairs currently. Matumbe is maybe 10 feet up and Ikmer's on the ground. And Eclipse is also on the ground, prone. You should have specified that you were right after me. So then you just fell on top of me and we both took half the damage. I was going to say, I probably would have started climbing down 
either right wing, I can see Ick almost at the bottom, or... or you guys are dead center of the room, by the way. That's where the shaft okay. is. So, I'm going to need some Anish. All right. It's dark, though, down here. It certainly is. That's right. 18. Make sure you roll twice, Haley. Damn it. I got a 20. 18 still. Rolled the same. Nice. <laughs> Lyra? Nine. Matume? Eleven. Okay. So in the surprise round, I'm going to need four tokens, baby. Just use those four over there. Oh, boy. Coming from the corners of the room where they knew they would be difficult to spot. Uh, and you know what? Since they only get a standard action, I think, well, they're all going to do their little half charge. So they're all going to take the charge penalty to their AC. Um, the two to the, uh, we'll call that the west, or the east, uh, and the north towards Brooks, uh, the two to the east are going to charge Eclipse. And she is prone, so she will take a minus four penalty. But she is next to me. Sure. So she'll get two to AC. Can you do that if you haven't acted yet? Yeah, you're flat-footed, buddy. You do not get AOOs yet. Unless you have... Well, you have combat reflexes, right? Yeah. So that gives you AOOs when you're flat-footed. So yes, you can take it. Um, So a 19 and a 17 against your AC minus four. Plus two. Does that apply for both or only one? Uh, the number of attacks of opportunity that I have. So this just takes up two of your attacks of opportunity. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my AC is currently going to be six, 16. With the plus two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I, if I, if I would have been able to like let you know, I, I could have told you that. Well, he he has to use yeah, it I know, I before understand. I re- say the result, so he was already saying he was using it, right? Good try, Clips. This is Haley. Um, <laughs> my name is Haley. Uh, nice to meet you, Brooks. Um, oh, normally it's boss, but... It's not boss. <laughs> it's a joke nobody gets. Only yeah. a few listeners. <laughs> so you're going to take... 13 points of damage. I need you to make me... Two fortitude saves, and then two more fortitude saves. What are they doing that both give me like two? That's ridiculous. Each bite. How can they do two bites? Two of them attacked you. Yeah, yeah, but you're having me do four. The bites have two fortitude save effects. Gotcha. That's what I was like. You fought ghouls before. You know what this is. Yeah. If it's a ghoul, then I have one. Or a gas, rather. One is versus disease, then. Yes, one is versus disease. Okay, so can I... Do you want me to tell you that one first? One is disease and one is paralysis. Right, so... So roll your two diseases first and then your two paralysis. Okay, two diseases. Um, well, I rolled an 18 and a 15 on the die, plus 9 plus 2 for both of those. Okay, now roll your paralysis. What you got over there? I got uh, the epitome of... Uh, 
wheel and wall. I have a 20 and a 1. Okay, so you're... So a 29 um, is fine, so I'm just fine. You are paralyzed for... Five rounds. Fuck. Oof, da. Make sure you tick that paralyzed condition and you're prone on the ground. The other two are going to charge at Ikmer. Ikmer's flat-footed AC. So my lowest is a 23. Yeah, those will hit, then. Okay. So you're going to take... 12 points of damage. Okay. Did you... Did you start getting DR yet? I forget if as an armor master fighter you get that at this point. Oh, yeah. I do. Nice. Yeah. I'm wearing medium armor, so that's two. Okay, so that's only ten points of damage to you. But I still need you to make four fortitude saves. The first two will be versus disease. The second two will be versus paralysis. All right. This is bad. Uh, the first one will be for disease. One of them's a 20. Okay. The other one's an 11 plus 8, 19. Okay. Now make your paralysis. Okay. Does a 17 save? It does. All right. Then I saved with the other dice being a 16. Okay. Awesome. So you're able to shake off the effects of the bite? Yeah. It is now Ikmer's turn at the top of the order, and these guys are taking their charge penalty to AC. All right. He is going to go after the one that is direct, well, as close to directly under Matumbe, uh, fearing that Matumbe is just going to get chomped on before he can even do any sort of attacks. So he's going to attack him first. Okay. Uh, I missed with, well, does a 14 hit? It does not. Damn it. Even with the charging penalty. Well, miss with. I'm kind of glad that that was the roll I rolled low on. Fair. Eclipse, you're up. Take your uh, paralysis down one. Can I not take uh, purely mental actions? You can. Does, um, is paralysis one of your haunt things? Or your, um, your corruption things? Oh, what a good question. Let me check. Man, I'm so glad I made those saves. Yeah, you're yeah that could have oh, been real man. bad. <laughs> Don't worry, we got a lot to go. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to take a couple more. Yeah, uh, no, it's actually not part of it, so that's good. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you can take a purely mental action. Just remember that your dexterity is effectively a one. That's fine. Okay. I'd like to uh, expend two points of mental focus to surround myself with my pla- a planar ward. Uh, what's a good plane? Not the material plane, obviously, because that's what we're on. F-16. Someone help me. I, like, literally can Positive energy plane if you're trying to do undead stuff, or a... a- yeah, I just, I just it needs to be not. Yeah, so okay, so I will surround myself with a positive energy, the positive energy plane. Your haunts love that. Um, yeah, 
I, is there another one? <laughs> I mean, there's a multitude of them. There's yeah. plane of fire, plane of water, plane cool. of... Cool. Yeah. I'll surround myself by one of the non-harmful ones, but also isn't where undead are familiar with. And uh, anything that's not native to that will take a minus four penalty on any try to attack against me, and I get a plus four bonus to any saving throws against them. Okay. Oh, it's a whole minute. You're going to need that bonus. All right. It is their turn. Um, ooh, you're in a really bad spot. Uh, let's do the ones that are attacking Ikmer first. Ikmer, you're no longer flat-footed. Yay. I don't think a 14 hits you. Nope. So they both miss on Yay. bites. Now they're each going to claw twice, so we'll do the first two claws. I don't think a 23 hits your non-flat, does it? No, that that does. That does? Okay, so you take one claw from the first... Right. And 19 on the die will also hit, so one claw from the second. You take 13 points of damage, and I need you to make me two fortitude saves, both against paralysis. I'm hurting, by the way. But I will take my saves. 13 and 11. Total? Uh, no. Uh, those were off the die. So, I'm good. You're like at a plus eight, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're fine. And the other two gas, um, geez. Gas to the south is going to take a five-foot step and full attack Ikmer. No. So, the bite, 17 will miss you. The two claws, again, 17 is the highest, so that will miss you. Get off my armor, little man. The other one is going to coup de gras Eclipse because she is helpless and it does not provoke an attack of opportunity because there's no one there. Um, so Eclipse, you get critical damage from its bite, which isn't that bad. It is um, eight points of damage. Now you must succeed a fortitude save or die. Did you just roll like straight garbage? Yes. Gotcha. And uh, by fortitude save or die, what do you mean by that? I mean that if you don't succeed at 10 plus the damage dealt to you, your character dies. What's, what's, your, what's your fortitude bonus looking like with, with your plus four? 13. Okay, so you got a 75% shot. But with no you had a hero card. card, you might want to... This is one bad roll away. Mine's disadvantage. Oh, so that wouldn't help. I don't yeah, know. I okay, fucked up. <laughs> you guys are sharing a plus five to one roll. You and Eclipse and Lyra are sharing one currently. No, we spent that. Yeah, I thought What'd we you spend it on? I know, I know we spent it. I, I do remember asking... At one point, if it was okay to use it. Like, I, I think, think when she was dying from paralysis. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> if Eclipse kills Matumbe in the future, we're offic- our friendship is officially done, but you can have my good one. I've got All right, there you go. Oh. Take advantage. Uh, so that would be an advantage, You right? roll twice, yes. 
So I have nine plus four, which is 13 to this roll. And this isn't against diseases. It's against death, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I rolled a 16 and a 17 on the die, so okay. I'm fine. All right. we'll yeah, you're it. meant to live. We'll take it. So you still take that eight points of damage. You still need to roll a fortitude save. Two fortitude saves. Uh, one against disease and one against... Well, I guess you're already paralyzed. So just roll the disease one. 17 on the die. Okay. Nice. Good to go. Yeah, you guys see this is a really bad situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, we definitely do, but, you know. That is their turn. Matumbe, you're up. Griffin, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. Do you remember when we were going into the <laughs> prison's basement for the first time? And we were in literally this exact situation with Matumbe up a rope? Yep. What did Matumbe do? Let go Drop of that rope, baby. baby. All right. Bring the book down. All right. Bring I, the book down on the one that is right next to you? Uh, yeah. But it's going to be the one that's next to Eclipse. You can take one attack of opportunity either way, depending on which one you choose. But I will let you drop down on one of them with a plus one to your roll because you have the high ground and you will both take the fall damage. Okay. If if I hit him, he takes the fall. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, It's 10 feet. I'm 10 feet off the ground. I've got power attack on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Motherfucker. It's going to be 11 total. That does not hit. That does not hit. How much fall damage do I take? You take four points of fall damage. This is a fucking death sentence. And prone. Yeah. Yes, you are prone. And before you go prone, the other one takes an attack of opportunity at you um, with the bite. Four off the die ain't going to hit. No, I imagine not. Okay. Lyra, you're up. God, real ineffectual rolls today. From you guys. Except when it really mattered. Strange how it works. I unfortunately can't remove paralysis, and I'm a little terrified to go down there. If only these were haunts, because then this positive pulse would actually give you a bonus against death effects. But it would still hurt... I can only do a five-foot radius. Then that one help. Well, I could do... Oh, oh. no. Unless you can cast it at range. Well, yeah, it's cast at range. But it wouldn't be able to get all of them. Well, you'd be able to get... I'd do some damage. And positive energy. All right, I will cast positive pulse. And I will uh, place that around Haley, so it should affect... Uh, the two ghouls that are um, trying to kill her. Sure. And I need them to make a will save. My lowest is a 20. That saves, so there's like a nice, light, green, kind of seafoam green wave that comes down, and it just doesn't even touch him. All right. You guys got to start laying down the hurt. Yes, we have laid down zero hurt. And you're not moving at all, are you, Lyra? Or are you starting down the rope? Is it possible to move part of the way and then stop, or do you have to go all the way? It can only move you 10 feet per round, so you wouldn't be all the way down. But I guess the question was... Or you could just climb it. Can she hang? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I will start 
climbing down, but I will want to stay like up kind of right above. Yeah, again, the ro- the magical rope can provide like a seat for you to sit on almost with a made of rope that you could just kind of like perch somewhere if you want to. Yeah, that's what Lyra would like to do. Okay. Ikmer, you're up. Alright, he is going to uh, not attack the one that he attacked before, but attack the one that is contributing to a flank. Still three on the three on the die. Fantastic. Okay. Eclipse. Oh, I have to take some damage, don't I? Do I take damage from not being a part of that plane? No, it's just I get a lot of benefits. Ah, That's gotcha. It. Yeah. Okay. All right, so still, still paralyzed. Uh, three rounds left of that. I can only take mental action, so I'm gonna use a. Uh, I'm gonna use a mental point to give myself the uh, barrier for as a swift action, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to summon um, a small fire elemental as my next So on your next turn it shows up? No, it should show up now. That's that's, Oh yeah, because you have the standard action summon, so place it. Yes. And then act with it. It'll be right next to me on the one that like most recently attacked me. Coup de gras, do you? Yeah. I think we'll be playing a little coup de gras roulette here. With Matumbe prone on the ground. He's not paralyzed yet. Not yet. You would have to paralyze him first. Just means I gotta hit your AC with minus four penalty. Then I'd have to succeed at a fortitude save. I got six actions to do so. Alright, so my fire elemental is gonna go ahead and um, attack uh, with a slam. Okay. Eight on the die plus four is not very high. Is it touch or... um like with a fire elemental, is that a touch attack or is that just a regular attack? I think a slam is just a regular attack. It's yeah, regular, I just wasn't sure yeah. because the being is made of energy. Sure. I think it's a little bit different because it's not like a full on fire. It's a small fire okay. elemental. Uh, no, that doesn't hit. Fuck! With that, is it is the gas turns. There are two that are flanking Ikmer. One. The one to the northwest of Ikmer is going to make good use of that flank. He's going to bite Claw Claw at Ikmer, so the bite is going to be a 21. Nope. And then the claws. Here, eat my shield. Highest is a 20. Nope. That's just another piece of armor for you. The two that are flanking Matumbe are now going to full attack at Matumbe, who is prone on the ground. And here we go. So I will do the Western One's attacks. It bites. That is a 14 against your AC minus four. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. Yes. Does not do it. Now it's two it, claws. Are you taking flanking into effect with I that? Am. Okay, I did. well then no. A 16... A 16 would tie minus four. Okay, that is the lowest one I have. Boy, would a bodyguard be really helpful there with the tie. Okay, so you're going to take... He has to do it before the roll. Yeah, I know. Uh, know. So you're going to take 15 points of damage. Make me two 
Fortitude saves against paralysis. Okay. Um, I am next to two of my allies. Doesn't matter what state they're in. They're both there. Um, so I'm rolling. I'm so fucking nervous. Uh, 19 off the die. That comes up to a 27. And a 4 off the die comes up to a 12. 12. You are paralyzed. Bam. Four. Three rounds. Oh, that's not bad. The other one still has, still sees Ikmer up and is going to full attack at him, the one that's still flanking Ikmer. Uh, so it's going to bite. That's going to be a 25. Yeah. Dealing four points of damage. Please make me two fortitude saves, the first one against disease, the second one against paralysis. Uh, nat 20 and a four. Which one was the four against? Uh, we didn't even notice. Or we didn't even. Uh, hey, why don't you roll them one at a time? Yeah. That's so disease first. Yep. That one's a three. Okay. Well, well, 11. Okay. So disease. Next one. 18. So you are not paralyzed? Well, that's yeah. the one that counts. <sighs> All right. All right. Now it's going to claw at you twice. What the hell is disease condition? You don't know. Oh. Well. I have a 22 is my highest. 22 hits. Meets beats. Oh, it's a shame. You can't bodyguard yourself. It is a shame. Make sure you're uh, calculating DR. Yeah, I have been. That's five points of damage. And make a... Another fortitude save, this time against paralysis. 16 on the die. Okay, you're good. That's the gas turn. Matumbe, you're still paralyzed. Isn't it Ikmer's turn? The gas just went. The gas are after you and Eclipse. (laughs) So now it's Matumbe's turn. Yep, I ticked off a round of paralysis. Lyra, you're up. So because Ikmer is threatening uh, the two guests that are flanking Matumbe. He cannot be coup de grade. Is that correct? Ikmer can't be coup de grade? Oh, no, Matumbe. Can he be coup de grade? He cannot. He can't be coup de grade. Well, coup de grade provokes an attack of opportunity, which interrupts the coup de grade. Okay. What? Wait a minute. What did this one do? Oh, you're right. Oh. I have one more guest. He full attacks the fire elemental. I'll bodyguard that. You're a bodyguard the fucking elemental? Thanks, bro. What? All right, the bite. I forgot. I forgot. No, I get you. I get you. The bite's going to be a 22. That hits. Even with the bodyguard? Yeah. Okay. Small air. It smells It does. Eight points of damage. Uh, I don't think it takes disease or paralysis but you tell me it is immune okay then two claws are coming at it the highest I have is a 14 does not hit nice see that's where it got me it was the bites and then I was like oh wait like that's what that's where I forgot to say bodyguard on you Matume. so that's why I'm sorry I understand but it's Lear's turn Emily, I don't want to say we're counting on you, but 
we're counting on you and Nick Murray, and he hasn't hit anything, so... <laughs> I know. That's right. Uh, can I do a knowledge check to see if they're vulnerable to light? Knowledge religion. 11? Yeah, with an 11, you don't think they're vulnerable to light. Okay. Not exactly going to say that I'm a one-trick pony, but I might be. Ikmer is, just so you know. I think I'm a one-trick pony was in the wedding vows, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure where that one would have came in, but I think it might have been in there as well. You got to drop down and get into combat or everybody dies. I'm telling you that right now. Or start shooting with your crossbow. Well, they're all in combat. How many of those radiances do you have left? A lot. I was thinking of or the positive pulse. Yes. Sorry, yeah. That's what I, I was thinking of just doing that on these two this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another will save for those two. Double sixes, which will go to thirteens. Those both fail. Let's okay. go. Max damage eight, and that's nice. positive energy. Okay. Thank goodness. Eight points of positive energy damage, and it's Ikmer's turn. How many minutes into the fight are we? And we just scored our first blow. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first blood. All right. He is going to attack one of the, or I guess the gas that is on the northwest side. Okay. Fuck! It's what one. You, God, you can't roll for shit today, dude. Not on hit. And it's Eclipse's turn. I have a question. Yes. Uh, and it might be more for the party than you, Griff, but maybe you can help. If I moved at all, I, ha- I have the ability to move for a round. Like, move normally? Yes. But you would have to get up, no? Yeah, uh, that's why I'm wondering, is there anything that that would help with? Like, crawl? I could move for an entire round as oh. though I was normal. Oh. You could attack something and try and kill it. Or you can just move. Freedom of movement. Okay. I have to give myself to the lopper, but I have I could do oh. freedom of movement. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm gonna uh. toss this one up to Brooks and Emily, because I have a I've got a horse in this race. So this is using my player knowledge, but if Eclipse was to get out of this circle, it would hurt you guys in, or it would potentially blind you in the circle, but I could do Burst of Radiance and deal damage to all of them and have the potential to blind slash dazzle all of you in the circle as well. But like, if Matumbe's paralyzed and Brooks is starting to go down, like I could do more damage. But That if- only happens against evil creatures. But he's not evil? No, no, no. But, but the boys are not evil. Out of the the boys air. aren't evil. They, they could be blinded, though. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Eclipse. And that's why I don't... Lyra doesn't necessarily know that Eclipse is evil, but I don't I don't want to hurt her. But if you're out of But there, here's the thing. Her. If I move this round, next round would be my last round of paralysis. I could get out of there. You could do that. Yeah. So get the fuck out. All right. Uh, oh... Oh, uh, yeah. I can I can move and attack normally for a round, actually. Move and attack normally for a round. There you go. And I automatically succeed any escape artist checks, any sort of combat maneuver checks, anything. All right. I'm going to give a point of influence to Lopper. 
finally! This time you came willingly, didn't you? <laughs> Perfect! Vance, I need your help. We yeah, gotta... I can tell! You're about to die, aren't you? <laughs> I can help you out. But it's get gonna cost to the you! Get us to the wall! Oh, I can get us there. No problem. Okay. I hate... I hate this. <laughs> Alright, I'm... I'm at the wall. And it's the wall. Uh, so that's for one round. So basically on my next turn, I fall back down <laughs> into breath. You're no longer prone, though. Yeah. So you don't take the prone penalty to your AC. You just take the paralysis penalty. Yeah. We learned this from a kind fan that uh, told us that when when Lyra went prone, it wouldn't have mattered on the rolls, really. But uh, when I paralyzed you with the Nithal Goo, you weren't supposed to go prone. Oh. Paralysis and prone are separate. Matumbe, you were just prone, as were yes, you guys just yes. fell down the shaft. So, um, it's the gas turn. The first gas is going to full round attack. The gas to the um, to the east is going to full round attack at the fire elemental. So it's going to bite, claw, claw. The bite is only a thirteen, which I don't think hits the fire elemental. A uh, no. How about a 16? Meets beats. Okay. So the fire elemental takes seven points of damage. It's down. Okay. And it disappears. The ones flanking Matumbe can't coup de gras him because Ikmer's blocking them. But they are each going to full attack him. All right. Here comes bodyguard on. All of the Okay, so you only get bodyguard on... On both of the bites and one uh, claw. Okay, so here's the two bites. Two natural 15s. Both are going to go up to a 22 because they're flanking. Dude, paralyzed and prone, minus four. My AC before bodyguard would be a nine. Really? Oh, yeah, because you got one dex and then you're minus four to your AC. So those both hit. It's not good. 13 points of damage, and I need you to make me, because you're already paralyzed, so you don't need the paralysis saves, but I do need you to make me two saves against disease. Okay. Um, I still have my boy Ick next to me, so I'm rolling at a plus seven. Uh, Natural 20, natural 18. Okay, you're fine. Sweet. Uh... And then one of the claws you're using bodyguard on, right? Yeah. So this will be the bodyguard claw. I don't have any other friends to use bodyguard on. So. It's an 18 total? Oh, sure, yeah. With the bodyguard, okay. So that's four points of damage. Two more claws are coming at you. All right, we are rapidly approaching the danger zone here with 14 hit points left. If only we had a healer. One's a natural one, so that misses. But the other one's a natural 18, so that hits. Well, I guess I'll take a natural uh, one at this point. That's going to be seven points of damage. And then the last claw, natty two. What does that go to? Nine. All right, I need to take a real hard look at what my AC actually is. So I'm at a flat 10 standard, plus yep. 5 armor, mm-hmm. plus 1 deflection, minus 5 dex, plus 2 shield, 
and then minus four against melee attacks. So that was a net 13, then minus four against melee attacks. Bring- no, you already did the minus four. That was in there. In, 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 it wasn't. Because it was arm, plus five armor, plus one defect, deflection, minus five dex, plus two shield. Those are all my modifiers. And then plus four versus range, minus four versus versus melee. All right, here so comes. Meets, meets does in fact beat. Seven more points of damage. Flat zero. Uh, the next one is going to full attack Ikmer. Here's the bite. Four on the die, doesn't hit. Two claws. How do you like tasting armor? The four on the die and a two on the die do not hit. Here, if you like it so much, have some more. So Ikmer is unscathed. It's Matumbe's turn. He's at zero on his paralysis tracker. Tips ticks down. Lyra, it's your moment. Wait, do I need to do anything at zero? We can cut that out. At zero, since you're not taking any actions, nothing happens. Yeah. You don't need to stabilize. You're fine. I feel like dropping down and healing Matumbe, and then I have to cast defensively is not the right move there. No. So I'm going to cast um, Burst of Radiance and Lyra's going to say be blinded by the light and then uh, everybody needs to make a reflex save. Alright my boys are going to make them. I can feel it. I've been rolling hot tonight. Okay. Here's what I got. I got a 13. I got a 15. I got an 18. And I have a 17 on the die. 17 ties. 17 on the die. Oh, oh. So two make it, two fail. The two that fail are those two. All right, so the two that failed, they are now blinded for four rounds, and they need to take 14 points. Oh, just of damage. Okay. And then the ones on the other side also take 14 points and of damage. And they both die. Yes! Oh. Thank God, thank God. So I, I, I think it's fairly obvious, but with my negative four reflex save... I, oh, I'm sorry, negative three with Igmer next to me, I uh, I failed. So you're blind and blind paralyzed. Thing. I too am blind. How long was that duration? Four rounds. Four rounds, baby. All right. Igmer, you're up. All right, he is... Now you know roughly where they are, and I think you could... Easily, even without scent, you can smell these. They smell terrible. That's uh, oddly reassuring. So uh, he will attack the one that was uh, flanking him next to Matumbe. Okay. And roll your mischance with it. 50%, so 51 or higher, you hit him. You're you're grimacing over there. It's pretty funny, to be honest. It's pretty funny. What you got there? 62, or 64% on the hit So die. that would hit? Huh? So that would hit? Yeah, that would hit if I didn't roll a natural one. This is your okay. second natural one. Damn. Yeah, two threes and a one to hit, right? Killing them. Eclipse. That's for sure. What are you doing? You're back on the paralysis. Yeah, I'm back to being para- para- uh, paralyzed. Paralysisized. But... But I am now no longer near an attack of opportunity, so I could do an energy ray. That's a point of mental focus. What's your mental focus sitting at at this point? 
Uh, my evocation right now, because I haven't used it at all, is a solid four. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. And I'm going to uh, go ahead and, and do that at the one that's right next to Matoon Bay. I see he's on the ground. I've been there. It, it sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I, I rolled it. A two there, and I'm not. Uh, and then uh, yeah, I rolled What's that. Go to seven to touch. Does it hit? What's the blind penalty? Oh, I forgot about blind. Pretty good. It's like a minus four. Minus two to AC, but it loses its dex bonus to AC if there was any. So it's potentially a minus two or higher. It's a minus six. Dex bonus is this? Plus four dex bonus. Shit. Uh, so let's see. What'd you get? I got seven. Seven. So it's minus two to AC, and it's minus its dex bonus to AC. So that's a cumulative minus six. Unfortunately, it still has eight. Touch. Um, it is now the gas turn. And they're blind, but they know where the combatants have been this entire time, so they're going to attempt to attack at the squares that uh, folks have been in this entire fight. So the one guest is going to make a five-foot step up and attempt to attack in Ikmer's square. So I will roll all of my concealments on top. Here's the bite. Miss on the concealment. Alright. Claw. Miss on the concealment. Yeah. Claw. Hits on the concealment, but it is only a 13 to hit. I feel somebody touching my armor. (laughs) The other one is going to attack at Matumbe. I'm going to need you to roll the concealment on the bite attack twice with the burning of a evil hero card. Okay. First concealment. Now, it has a full attack, so... I know. Okay. First and concealment's a 41. Okay. So it misses either way. And it can't coup de gras because it's blind. It's not it? attempting to. It's just full yeah, attack. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, it can't even do that. Right. So the claw. Bodyguard. 46 on the concealment. Oh my god. My count is a 14. If you did 14 points of damage, I would be permanently dead. The next claw. Bodyguard. 85 with a natural 18 on the die. Oh, that hitting. Damn it. Oh, that hitting. Oh lord, he hitting. Six points of damage. Okay. Okay. It's not good. Tumbe, it's your turn. Please make a constitution save to stop bleeding of a DC what? That would be a 16. All right. This was my last round of paralyzed. I have three more rounds to... I am paralyzed this round, but Mm -hmm. that'll be done after this. I've got three more rounds to go blind. Um, I am, yeah, down six. So what was the DC at? It should be a 16, and you're rolling 
plus your uh, con. yeah, plus your con bonus. It's not hot. You know what? Seeing as how he was paralyzed, he probably wouldn't even be able to turn his head or close his eyes to like look away from the flash at all. So he would, I guess he that's would why. Have, yeah, that's why I'm blind. That's why his <laughs> reflex save is garbage. You know what fucking Carl went through. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if it was a DC 16, I uh, rolled a 15. Ah, oh, buddy. Yep. So I take another point. Yeah, you take another point, and you are bleeding out. Lyra. Well, you guys are already blinded, and I want these guys dead. So Lyra is going to cast the Burst of Radiance again. Reflex so I need save. another reflex save. Yeah, these are not going to be great. Natural 20 and a natural 1. Oh. Oh. But I don't really need to roll those because it's the full damage anyway, right? 15 damage. They both die. Yes. Oh, oh, boy. Thank God. It'd be cool if someone could stabilize me. Yeah. At some point. I've actually yeah. got a few here. One of you guys should stabilize him. Yeah, after you guys finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, boy. Oh. I knew it. <laughs>